Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 93 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. I am joined live today by a fellow hustler, a fellow serial entrepreneur, a fellow multiple business owner and operator, also a digital content creator and full-time hustler, which actually I thought about that. I do a bit of digital content creation myself, so me and this man are very well aligned. Daniel Sneed joining joining me live from Rochester, New York. How are you this evening? I'm cold. <laughs> yeah, you said that before when you came on. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm doing super, super fantastic. Thank you for having me on the show, Jake. Um, I'm, I'm excited for opportunity to talk to people halfway around, halfway around the world. So no, really, really excited. Thank you for having me. My pleasure to have you on and a friend of ours, Pratiba connected us and sometimes i just called you up straight away i saw yeah daniel daniel's got a brand and a, a podcast he's coming out with soon called the hustle bone which is one of many things he's involved in that we'll be talking about soon but as soon as i saw that title i was like i gotta speak to this guy i'm just gonna call him up easiest <laughs> way connect straight away and there we go man yeah, it yeah. was a half hour conversation about about the hustle so daniel tell us a little bit more about you and and what you do and how you came to do it sure so today, um, I am a, a direct sales professional. Um, so uh, network marketing um, started out really in my early years at a lot of team building, focused primarily on building distribution. Over the last year, I've um, made a transition and a pivot to just focusing on really on just customer acquisition and going out and acquiring customers. And so that's been a, a really great switch. I've, I've seen a significant growth in my residual income, which is, you know, why, why you do a network marketing, why you do a home business. So I do that. Um, you know, I have my own podcast that I just uh, started up. So I'm in the, the ground uh, floor of that uh, called The Hustle Bone. And, um, you know, it's funny because in building my other business, my network marketing business, uh, you know, it's just something I said, like, hey, some people, they have the hustle, the hustle bone, you know, either they have it or they don't, you know, mu music, either you got the jam bone or you don't, you know, and, um, you know, either, you know, some people have the crazy bone, you know, if you're a comedian, you got the funny bone. And if you just, you know, wishing everything would happen and you got the wish bone, but no, I, I got the hustle bone and, you know, hustle is my, my secret weapon. It's, it's my superpower. Um, I am a father. Um, you know, I have two beautiful daughters and uh, a son on the way. And uh, I also have a wonderful wife. Her name is Justine, and uh, we'll be celebrating 11 years uh, coming up uh, this wow. May. So, yeah, super excited uh, about that. But um, so, yeah, uh, what else do I do? Um, I've got a nonprofit program that I'm rolling out called Best Bet Skills Academy uh, to really teach high school students about business soft skills. Um, I have a friend of mine just invented something called Dip It. And I'm going to be helping uh, do sales for him. So yeah, I, I, as a, I got this hustle bone. I just I got the, I can't help it. I, I just got to keep going. It would almost be easier to say, Daniel, what you're not doing than what you are doing because you're right. doing a lot. Doing a right. lot out Fact. there. Fact. I love the way you gave that that analogy of you know the comedians have the funny bones and people are just wishing got the wishbone and you got the hustle bone. Was that something that you were you're born with? You've always had you know. I was, the, I, was that, I was that kind of guy who was out there selling candy chocolates on, on the playground at school. That's like how I know it was always me. Was it like yeah, that yeah. for you? So it's interesting. Like, um, it wasn't always business. I think in my early years, um, it was sports. 
you know, it was sports. So um, I, I, I don't I don't consider myself a natural at sports. I take that back. I was actually a natural at American football. So I, I know you're in Australia, so I got to make sure I, I put the differentiation there. But I was a natural at American football. Um, but I gravitated more towards basketball because it was harder and I actually liked the challenge. And so basketball did not come naturally to me. So I had to really practice, practice, practice. I wasn't one of those guys who just, you know, had, you know, the handle could just shoot. Um, I had to practice. I had to work at it. And so I think it started really with sports. And um, I, I was obsessed with dunking. So um, I was a late I was a late bloomer when it came to growth. And uh, like my driver's license to this day still says that I'm five, seven, because that's how old I was when I was 16. and I got my license. <laughs> and um, but I, I had my parents buy me these uh, things called jump soles and they were weighted platforms that you attach to your shoes because uh, I wanted to be able to dunk. And I, I did the workouts. I did the exercise exercises and um, I dunked for the first time. I want to say around sometime in 10th grade. And I was still short. You know, I'm six one a day, but my growth spurt didn't happen until later in life. And so I know I just always really wanted to strive to be the best. And um, so started there and then, you know, got a little bit older, you know, got, you know, read some stuff. And I learned about, you know, just the concepts of financial literacy, financial freedom. And ultimately what drives my hunger is um, really just being able to be free, you know, and, and give myself options, being able to come and go, you know, as I please, but obviously having that discipline, you know, to still hustle, you know, because at the end of the day, no, nobody tells me to do anything. Well, my wife does. Let me scratch that. Take that back. <laughs> nobody but my wife tells me to do anything. Like I, I pretty much just get up and go and I get to it. And um, so, yeah, I think early on, you know, and I'm glad I'm actually talking to you about this because I'm doing an episode where I'll be kind of really uh, looking back over my life and, and my hustle. And I think that's where it came from. It came from sports. It came from just wanting to be the best. I mean, I, I wanted I wanted to dunk on everybody. You know what I'm saying? And I got a, one of my best friends sitting next to sitting next to me. So I can tell you no lies right now <laughs> because uh, nah, that, that's really where it came from. So I would say starting younger at sports. And then as I got older, just developing into, you know, uh, business and really life. I mean, I, I'm just I'm hungry and I just like the hustle and life in general. Yeah, I think it's interesting how the, the two things are transferable. Of course, they are. Yeah, the hustle for sports, you know, it's a game. And I think you can look at life and definitely the hustle of business as a game too and, and your ability right. and of how well you can play that game will often predicate your success. The thing that you, you touched on there, though, that I definitely want to dive into is discipline, right, because you can think, you know, I've got everything. It's, it's my show now. I'll run this show. Mm. And, yeah, like you said, you know, you, you've got a wife's significant other. You know, she tells you what to do. Apart from that, there's no one else out here telling you what to do. Right. No one telling you when to when to get up, when to go to work, how many hours of work to do a day, and then how to run that day and that schedule. And I know that was something I struggled with at the start um, when I went from – it was only last September I went from being an employee, working for someone else, filling someone else's pockets every week to – just doing my own thing, you know, my own businesses, which I built on the side, on the side hustle for a long time. And when it's when I started, there was a bit of confusion there. I was like, this is almost like too much freedom. I knew I wasn't going to go right. back. I knew there was no way I was stepping back. So like, I, was, right. I was growing, I wasn't shrinking. There was no way that was going to happen. Right. There was this bit in between where I had to figure out, like, okay, what, how, how am I going to play this out? How is this schedule going to work? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Nah, it, it's crazy because I remember I had days like that where it's just like, hey, I don't have to do nothing. <laughs> I, I think every, every entrepreneur goes, to, especially you're right early, you know what I'm saying? Because I think there's levels to it. You know, I think that, you know, we, when you, when you, especially when, when you don't come from like a background of like, you know, people that have owned businesses, you know, you, you, a lot of the, you know, uh, kids whose parents own businesses, you know, like traditional businesses, brick and mortar or whatever, you know, they grew up and they see the hustle, you know, they see it firsthand. Like, you know, um, it doesn't end at the office work is 24 seven, because at the end of the day, you run that business. So, you know, when you grow up and you see, you know, you have parents, like my dad was a police officer. Um, he was a police officer. My mom, she always had a side hustle. Shout out to my mom. Cause I know she's watching right now. Cheryl, I'm going to give you your props. Everything I am is because of you. So I, she's, she's cracking up laughing right now. I already know, but um, uh, yeah. So when you, when you don't really see business ownership full time modeled in front of you like that, you really don't understand what goes into it. So when you go full time, you know, on your own, you know, you, you just, you don't realize that like, yo, like yeah, habits make or break, you know? And if you don't have that habit of like, yo, handling it, prudence, prudence, that's the word, excellence and how you handle your everyday affairs, the little things, then you'll struggle. And I did struggle out of the gate. You know, I did struggle. Um, my, my first business I started when I was 19. Actually, I don't think it was my first, but um, it was my first, like I, I started a whole nonprofit corporation. And um, I honestly like, yeah, I would spend a lot of days doing nothing and then do like one thing for the business in the day and just be like, yeah, I'm doing something. <laughs> but, um, you know, now, you know, having a family is just like, oh, yo, you, you, you got to get to it. And um, honestly, recently for me, and I, I don't know if me and you talked about this when, when we had the initial call um, last month, I got COVID and COVID caused blood clots in my lungs. And the blood clots were massive and to the point where the doctors were like, we don't even know how you like are alive right now. Like, yo, because it, it was it was like a week saga where I was going to the hospital. I was in all of this pain, couldn't breathe. And they really couldn't figure out what was going on. They kept sending me home. And I'm literally gasping for breath, like can't breathe, can't walk. Not because I can't walk, but because I'm out of breath. And um. You know, but after that experience, you know, I just came out of that, you know, as soon as I started to get well enough to do things again, just like I got to get to it because I, I passed out when I, everything started because I passed out on the basketball court. And I, I, I when I woke up from passing out, um, I didn't know I passed out. So it was it was abrupt. Like I just knew I, I the last thing I remember, I was going to sit down and I, I woke up on the floor. And so well, after that happened, when I was driving home, it's just like it dawned on me like, yo, like if if that was death, like you wasn't like you weren't ready. Like, you know, you 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 still had a lot left in the tank. And so I just start I think about time so differently now because I see how it can that quickly, you know, what I'm saying be taken away from you. So like now I'm just trying to maximize, you know, as, as much of my time as possible, not just with business, but you know, with my family and, and, you know, just, yeah. So time management is, is a wild thing when you first starting out in business, but you know, if you stick with it, you know, and you keep hustling, um, you know, you, you figure it out. Sure is. And like you said at the start there, I mean, 
Oh, we talk about the COVID thing and the blood clot thing. That's 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 deep, man. That's huge. You know, you did mention that to me the other day. But going back to you know, you said oh, when I started out, I had the non for profit, and I just do one thing each day, and then I'd be like, I'm done. I've, yeah, I've, I've I've killed it today. I've done really well. And like, it's it's just not reality number one. But then you have other days where you do lots of things, and you can be really yeah. busy but not actually productive. And I think there's a big yeah. difference between being busy and actually being productive. You know, a thousand you can, percent. Yeah, you can you can just do lots of things and and but not actually tick anything off the list just because you're right. distracted right. all the time. Right, right, right. It's funny. So in, in uh, network marketing, right? So you you have a business and you get a website and your website has all these analytics, right? They call it the back office. And so you know when I got to that business, you know, like you know, so let's say you got a team and let's say you have like fifteen or twenty people active working. And, um, you know, so you wake up, boom, you go into your back office and you see, OK, this person, they didn't put any customers in this person. Da, da, da. And then uh, in that industry, they call it management mode. And that's the mode of like managing people and trying to get people to do something. When in reality, the business is staying in what we call phase one. Phase one is actively sharing um, the products or services, you know, going out and acquiring customers and then uh, sharing the opportunity for other people that may be looking for a way to create additional income. And so, um, yeah, so I, I found myself stuck in days where I'm sitting in my back office. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on my business's website, but I'm not actually talking to people. I'm not, you know, having, you know, okay, so this person didn't get any customers. Well, I could easily call them up and say, hey, let's schedule a power hour. Let's sit down and, you know, let's make some phone calls together so I can help you get some customers and help you achieve your first bonus. And so, um, so, yeah, no, I definitely have experienced that, you know, just kind of doing busy work and just, you know, moving, but without a purpose, you know. And so, you know, I really try to like it's fine. I was talking to my wife the other day. It's like I almost to now now I get frustrated when there's like, you know, a whole bunch of nothing time. Like I, I'd rather like, yo, be doing something. And, you know, you know, thankfully, you know, we got these so you can always be doing something on your phone like especially like with you know being in uh digital content creation like okay so i'm just sitting here well you know what i can start interacting with people on instagram you know i can shoot out you know messages i can promote my brand and so you really don't ever have to waste time if you don't want to so i, I love that now that's exactly right yeah and how do you i mean you said you you know you're a family man you've got two children that's right yeah two and one on the way Two and one on the way, so things are going to get mm -hmm. even busier soon. Three we, have a, a, we call it a coronial. A cr <laughs> coronial. Like so imagine there's a few there. There's a few yeah. coronials there. I think. There's a couple. People have been at home. People have been busy. That's what's been. That's what's been happening. Hey, listen. I, I take that over divorce. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to have gone that way for a lot of people, doesn't it? This time, right? Uh, right. So you've got a well, they come together or you're broken apart it's it's one right. one or the other it's uh been an interesting time for a lot of people but you know you're a family man marriage in nearly 11 years that's fantastic congratulations on that so well done Thank that you. is a is a feat with it itself multiple businesses going on you're involved in non-for-profits as well you've got children you've got another one on the way how do you how do you find the balance how do you keep it all balanced so you never you never really have balance. It's, it's, you're always striving for balance. But, you know, as soon as you think you are balanced, then there's something that happens that throws you out of balance. 
So balance is like trying to get all of the infinity stones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's this constant battle and you're constantly like, and, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build this utopia. You know, that's kind of like my goal, you know, is to, to set up, you know, just um, streams of passive income. So we're like, yo, it's yeah. to the point where like, yo, for three months, if I just want to like turn my phone off, and just literally only talk to my family. I can do that. Like that's the dream, you know. It's to create that type of that type of lifestyle, that type of freedom. Or you know, it's not just about being selfish. But if I want to, you know, go spend two months, you know, working intensely on a project somewhere, you know, maybe helping, you know, uh, teens in the inner, inner city. Like for me, that's one of my passions. Is just like really, I love like helping young people. Like um, I feel like there's so much information that's out there that if we can get it to them at a younger age and help them understand, then you know, they could have a, a, a much um, greater chance of success in life, you know, not just financially, but in, in relationships. Um, and, you know, just, yeah, I mean, that's really what life is, is it's relationships. And that's one of the most important things. So um, how do I balance? So you really don't balance, you know, you're, it's, it's all we're always doing like this, you know, you're always you're juggling. But that's, that's the fun of it. You know, that that's the fun of the journey. And you, you figure out, you know, how to connect. You know, I, I try to, my daughter, my oldest daughter, um, I started teaching her some business principles. You know, she knows the difference between an asset and a liability. You know, she knows it at six. You know, I didn't learn it until I was in my twenties. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I try to just bring her in. You know, I try to, I, I've already taught her uh, my sales pitch for my business. I'm teaching her. And so, um, you know, I, I try to, you know, make it fun, you know, and my wife, you know, she's tremendously skilled. Um, she she is a force, you know, on her own. And so I'm, I'm trying to push her out of her shell a little bit more. And so, um, you know, she's actually going to be uh, working with me on the podcast, The Hustle Bone. And so I'm really excited about that because uh, I think that, you know, she's, she's really going to be able to flex uh, some of her talents and some of her muscles, you know, and, and on not only the side of because I told her we we're working on some stuff today. I said, look, I said, you're a producer. You're a podcast producer, but what you're doing right now, like this is producing a podcast. Look at you. You just got a new type. I just, you just got a promotion. So, um, so now it's really exciting to, you know, you, we, we figure it out, you know, there, there's no perfect balance. There's, we strive for balance, but you know, really don't ever achieve it. Mm. I was once, I once asked someone actually, it was, uh, it was Les Brown, one of the first ever times I, I spoke to him and interacting with him. And I said, how do you get balance out of a busy life? And he said, what you really need to do is he actually was similar to your answer. He said, you know, there is no real balance. It's about integration. It's about in integrating all the things so that they all work together or, or slot together or are in some kind of schedule or structure that works for you and your life. And of course, things are always, life is in a constant state of flux and change. We have to accept right. that. We can go against that. That's just how it is. And like you said, you think you've got it balanced, the apple cart's running sweet down the road, you get another 10 apples on it, stuff's all right. over the place, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's stuff's coming in, stuff's going out, and, and particularly, you know, you'll know this, Daniel, <clears throat> you've had multiple projects over the years, sometimes you just have to have the, the sensibility to go, I'm going to let this go, this doesn't make business sense anymore, it's costing me more than it's making me, I need to let it go. Mm -hmm. Am I doing? Or sometimes you're involved with things. It's like uh, I'm still clinging on to this because I really like it at a personal level, but at a business level, mm -hmm. it makes no sense. And yeah. something sometimes like, like that, we have to let things go, and and also then we have to let things go to make room for more things. 
We don't right. even know what the things are, but it's about making room to let them let them go. Right. No, absolutely. My my so my my nonprofit business that I started when I was 19, um, we had a really good run. Like we actually when I look back and I think about what we did and like the amount of resource we didn't have, we had some resource, but we we had we had a lot less than we had a lot less than what we had. Did I say that right? I don't think so. But um a lot less than what you have you have now. Well, well, even then, you know, what we needed, you know, to do what we actually did, oh. like, yo, we, we accomplished a lot for not having a little, for only having a little. So, you know, we started when I was 19. Um, I had a phenomenal group of people. I they, We all still, you know, are in contact pretty much to this day. Uh, I could name more, Justin Ortiz. Uh, my wife was a part of that team. Uh, Rob Daniels, Rob Taylor, Joel Vickers, uh, Ryan Fisher. Um, I don't think I missed. I think I think that's all of us. And so we, we just had a blast. We had a good old time. But we, we started a show called Generation News. And the premise of the show was to do all good news about young adults in our city, because at the time, you know, there was an issue where, you know, it was just all bad news. You know, the teenager did this teenager robbed this person or whatever. And so we wanted to combat that negative stereotype. And so we um, we formed a nonprofit. And we started out with uh, internet shows. So we, we would do just segments on our website. We would push them out. And then um, we got an opportunity to connect with uh, the general manager of the ABC station in Rochester, the ABC affiliate. He saw our show and uh, we came up with a, a deal where he would put one of our stories, he would take uh, our story for the week and he uh, they would put a minute segment in the five o'clock news. And they did that every Friday. And so, you know, it worked out really good. So we were like, you know what, let's let's get a little ambitious. Let's ask for a show. So we went in, we had a meeting. We said, you know, hey, and shout out to Chuck Samuels because he he's always showed me love even ever since then. So shout out to him. But um, he uh, we, we pitched him the idea of doing a full half hour show. And so he said he liked the idea to come up with a pilot and, and bring it back to him. And we did that and he loved it. He, he enjoyed the pilot. I mean, we made we made a really good show. Yeah, when I when I really like look back at it, like yo, we produced this show with one camera, and um, you know we we really put it together well, and we had a, we had a great team to be honest. The, the team was amazing, and um, so we actually for about a year we had a show that aired on ABC, um, in the CW station, and a few times they they didn't have anything to play, and so they like plugged our show in during prime time ABC. You know, and it, I don't know if that means anything in our show. ABC is like one yeah, of the yeah, big yeah, three. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, it was really exciting, you know, to, to do that and to host and produce a TV show, you know, in my early 20s. But, um, you know, after a while, you know, I wasn't the greatest leader then. Um, I micromanaged. Um, I wasn't great at, you know, really delegating. And, you know, I didn't know how to hold people accountable. So a lot of times either stuff wouldn't get done or I would end up doing it. And I got burned out, um, you know, and again, I wasn't I wasn't the best leader. You know, I wasn't, you know, so then I, I take the brunt of, you know, kind of why it fizzled. And uh, I didn't know how to sell anything either. So there goes fundraising. So, you know, everybody started to graduate from college because, we, you know, a lot of I wasn't in school, but a lot of the team was in college when we started. And, you know, there's this lady called uh, Sally May. And uh, <laughs> she comes after you when you graduate from college. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> a lot of the team, they had to make money. They had to get real jobs. And unfortunately, we hadn't, you know, created a system where we could 
um, you know, pay salaries and have employees. And so uh, the band kind of broke up, but uh, we actually should do a reunion. I'm going I'm to I'm see if we can set that up. We, we got to get the gang back together and just yeah, check on everybody, you know. see how we're doing. But yeah, so, you know, when I walked away from it, it was tough. You know, it, it felt like it felt like I was losing a baby if I was losing a child. But, you know, it, not long after that, you know, I ended up, you know, going on a pro tour and playing basketball over in the UK, you know. And, and so, like, <laughs> you know, so it was a really awesome, you know, experience. But, you know, if I hadn't let go of that other, you know, that other project, you know, who knows? It maybe wouldn't have happened. So, example, um, what we were just perfect example of having to let some things go to make some space for some new things. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. One hundred percent. I just want to talk about something you said back there. Excuse me. I don't know your wife's name. I'm not sure if you mentioned it. Justine. Justine. You did mention it. Sorry. Like from the Cosby Show. <laughs> Justine. So you, it, it's great when, and you see this, you see great when partners work together, you know, when husband and wife, whether the partner is boyfriend and girlfriend, when they work together, you can make a great team out of it, you know, because you really know who that person is behind the curtain, you know, and you, you know what their strengths and skills and attributes are and what they really like. And I think when you can pair that in the work environment, which look, it does sometimes it, some people, it does work. Some people, it doesn't, I'm not saying for everyone watching, this is going to work for you, nor am I advising you to do it, but maybe look, perhaps to give it a little bit of a go. I think when it works, it works really well. You see people, um, you see people like Tony Robbins. He works with his wife really closely on everything he does, um, and gets some great results from it. You see, you know, I heard a saying once that, um, you know, behind every great man is a woman, not behind him, but right beside him. You know, and I think yeah. when, when, when females and males together and they know each other yeah, intimately, they can form great, great yeah, teams. Is a woman. Hold on, I just turned on the video. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Bring me out for a second then. I was like, that sounds like me. And then I was like, right, right, right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, my point is it's awesome how you've paired it with your wife, Justine, to help produce your podcast. And I think, you know, husbands and wives can form great teams in business. It's not always something that is uh, seen as the, the sensible thing to be done. But I think when it works, it really, really can work really well. And, and it brings, you know, greater value to your relationship because now you have this other avenue, this other string to the bow that brings strength to you both. It's funny because um, we, uh, we, I, so I just believe that my wife is brilliant. Like, I just believe that she's one of the smartest, like, I mean, I'm, I hustle, but like her hustle is like on a thousand, like, yo, she's, she does 18 things at once. And she is organized. Like if she has a, a project to do, she's um, she maps it out. She's like, I'm going to do this much every day until I complete it. Like she's just a, I just wing stuff, to be honest with you. Like I just get up and I just work in bunches and I figure it out. Um, and so for a long time, we actually, um, you know, I was, I was really pushing her. To, and pushing her to the point where it created just some friction, you know what I'm saying, in our relationship, because I just wanted her. I knew I knew there was more for her. I knew that she could do more. And so, but sometimes you can't push, you know, sometimes you have to just chill and, and you know, you have to pray and hope that, you know, they see their own potential. And I think in this situation, she's seeing it because in some of my other businesses, 
I really pushed her. I was like, hey, you have a gift. You can do this. Like, come on, let's go. We, we'll get to our goals faster if there's two of us instead of one of us. And um, but no, I think, you know, again, you know, 11 years in the game, you know, we're finding some chemistry. And, um, you know, today she actually sent out an email. So one of my favorite books of all time is The Go-Giver. Um, and it's co-authored by Bob Berg and John David Mann. Have you heard of it? Um, you got to get this book. Fantastic book. 1000% got to get it. I've read, listened to this book multiple times, probably over 30 times, because it, it's a book where you want to you want to live the principles like you want the principles in the book to become habits that you just do every day. And so, um, you know, we talked about her, you know, being a producer or whatever, but she was the one today. She started a correspondence and emailing to get the, the interview set up. So uh, Bob Bird uh, will be one of my first guests on the Hustle Bone podcast. So you guys heard it first here. Well, actually, no, my wife, she leaked it. She put it on her Facebook page like an hour ago. But you're hearing it now from me that, uh, you know, we'll have, um, you know, a, a best selling author as our first guest and, and someone who really his work has had a huge impact. But, you know, shout out to Justine for, you know, spearheading that and, and really getting that done, um, you know, for us. Yeah. Shout out to Justine for keeping you on track. Keeping right. and you know for sharing that for sharing that belief, you know sometimes we all lose our belief in ourselves in life. It wavers, it comes, it goes. But you can borrow other people who know you. You can borrow their belief in you. You know, and sometimes we rely on that and we become dependent on it. And people see it as a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think it's a great thing. I think it's something that should be harnessed and cherished. And frankly, the more of it that goes on, and you put it so well there, you know. If there's two of us, we can achieve our goals together a lot faster than if there's just one of us. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And yeah. I mean, I'm excited, to be honest. You know, I mean, you know, uh, I feel like, you know, I'm in the prime of my life and, um, you know, God has been really good to me. And, uh, you know, it's my goal to just, you know, I want to pour everything out, you know. And when I went through that experience, you know, with my health, you know, last month, mm -hmm. um, it just really hit me like, yo, like there's more. You know, what I'm saying there's more and don't waste time because you don't know when your number's up. You know, you, you just don't know, you know. And so, um, you know, like right now, my hustle is just on a, on a, an entirely different level um, because, you know, when I, when I leave this planet, you know, I, I want to make a mark on people. You know, uh, money's cool. Creating this awesome lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like taking helicopters and all this stuff. That, that's all fantastic. Well, ultimately, you know, the measure of a man is how he impacted others and the people around him. And so, um, you know, I, I believe that, you know, uh, God has given me a really sharp mind and some brilliant ideas to, to benefit people, to help people, to move people forward. And, you know, that that's why the Hustle Bone podcast is so important to me is because I know there are people out there that need to hear other people's stories. You know, someone else's story could be the breakthrough for someone else. Someone else's story and what they've gone through can be the piece that somebody else needs to get them over that hump. And so creating, you know, uh, a platform and a place where stories can be shared uh, to me is it, it's incredibly important because um, I think about the stories that, that I've gotten me through. And I think about, you know, when I was ready to give up and, you know, and you know, this is an entrepreneur, like, you know, that that happens more often than we like to admit. <laughs> you yes, know what I mean? 
sometime for two, three weeks straight, you can wake up like, man, what the heck am I doing? I'm about to go get me a job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I, I just had... I just had a friend of mine that I played ball with. You know, he called me up talking about some, hey, you know, uh, we're hiring somebody at the dealership, you know, you know, six figure potential job. And I started thinking, like, well, hold on. I think probably I could finesse that. <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, it's just, it, you don't make it until you make it. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you hustle until, until you make it. And even when you make it, you know, it, it becomes such a habit that it's just you always on 100. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's always go time because that's how you have to make it. You make it by making go habitual. And so, um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's funny because the more I've learned about um, business and entrepreneurship, the more I understand that, like, you know, when you see people like Jeff Bezos, when you see people like, you know, it's people that have been really successful, you know, both in business, financially, whatever. Like, he's like, well, why why don't they just go sit down somewhere and chill? Nah, go is a habit. <laughs> go is a habit. And once you create the habit, you know, it's just not something that you just, you know, can easily just shut down. You know, especially when when you realize a dream. Well, if I realize a dream, I can realize another dream. And so, um, so yeah, so that, that's really what I want to do is I just, I want to make the impact, you know, shout out to everybody in Australia, Australia that listens to this and in your, in your home country, the UK, you know, Rochester, New York. And I see you got the, the Yankees hat on. You, you did that for, for the culture. I see you. It's so true what you said there, you know, if you're a goal setter, you're a goal kicker. And if you're a goal kicker, then you know how good that feels when you achieve the goal. And that's what drives you to get more goals, to score more goals, you know, to kick more goals. There's no like, yeah, it's great. There's like, when I set a goal, I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm working towards it. And then when it comes and I've done it and it's arrived, I'm like, that's great. But there's no time to have a, like a, a celebration party for it. What's next? What's the next thing? What's next? You know, and that's, that's what the hustle, that's what the drive is all up all about for me of course i appreciate the goals that i'm working towards and you know i'm always thankful that i achieve them and sometimes you don't achieve them but that's a whole different story right but then once i have achieved them i'm like great cool what's next i'm not surprised that happened because i've been working towards it for so long um that you know frankly i knew it was going to happen it was just a matter of time right right facts it's mm. funny that what you just said you know, sometimes that can be misconstrued as arrogance, you know, from the people around you because and, and that's, that's tough sometimes, too, because it's just like I know where I'm going. Like I see it already when once 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 you see it then you got it. You know what I mean? And so sometimes, you know, it's just like, you know, you start talking about the house you want to build or the plans that you have. And, you know, sometimes people around you they haven't seen it, you know, which it's not their job to see it. They're not you. But, um, you know, it's just like, hey. At the end of the day, you just got to stay focused on you. And, you know, pe people talk when you're doing bad and they talk when you're doing good. Oh, they're, they're going to talk either way. You just do you. Why not? Why not do good? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, get to it. So, yeah. That's it. Definitely. Definitely. Well, shout out to everyone on your side of the pond as well in, in Rochester, New York, watching this podcast. And, you know, shout out to anyone that's a hustler, anyone who's got a side hustle, anyone who's got their own full-time business, anyone who's got a non-for-profit, anyone who's working towards 
that or has just got the idea in their mind right now because that's where things start the idea the seed that you plant in your mind you nourish it it grows and before you know it one day you're looking back and you're like i remember when this was just an idea and now i'm actually doing it day to day every day yeah now nah, it's crazy i i remember like so i think i think i had like i want to say 29 jobs by the time i was like 26. wow <laughs> Bro, because every, <laughs> every time I got a job, I was trying to figure out how to get out of it. <laughs> well, uh, that, that, I, I said that's more than one a year, but <laughs> you don't start working when you're one years old. So my maths is a yeah, little off there. I, had a lot of jobs. <laughs> I mean, I've I've done commercial cleaning. I've cleaned. Matter of fact, the very first time Generation News aired prime time on ABC. I was literally cleaning a toilet at a guy at a, at a doctor's office. That's mad. Literally, that. like I was I was cleaning the toilet. I got a text. Somebody, matter of fact, I remember who it was. It was Justin Algarin, and he said, "AB, no, he he said prime time, huh?" And I was like, "Prime? What do you mean?" I told him like, "What are you talking about?" He was like, "Oh, Generation News is on prime time." I'm like, oh snap! And I'm celebrating, and I have a toilet wand in my hand. It was crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's wild. Yeah, I remember when I first came to Australia and I was doing commercial cleaning as well. I was cleaning factories, sweeping floors, just doing what I, doing what I could to just to earn some decent money. And you can earn decent money here quite quickly if you're willing to work hard. So that was fine. But I was just doing it and thinking, like, uh, this isn't what I want to be doing. This isn't why I came to the other side of the world in, like, 40-degree heat. You know, uh, not Fahrenheit degrees for you guys watching. I don't right, know what that right. is in Fahrenheit. Um, you know, sweeping floors. But I remember thinking, like, I remember thinking, well, if I can do this now, I am a fully qualified plumber. I'll be able to find a job as a plumber. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm never, I'm, I'm not going to have to do this again. It's as simple as that. This is just something that I have to go through to get through to get to the next stage. And it's all about levels, right? And as long as you're climbing up the levels, sometimes we sit on one level for a period of time. That's okay. That's fine. But you just don't want to find yourself going back down the levels. <laughs> right. Now nah, that's a fact. That's 100% a fact. But um, yeah, man, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just exciting. You know, every, every day is different. You know, as an entrepreneur, you never, you never see the same day twice. No, you, you know, don't. It's fun. I, I like the unknown. I'm more comfortable in the unknown. Like, you know, give give me a situation that I know nothing about and uh, shoot, let's get to it. But, you know, for me to do the same thing every day, I just, I don't know. I try to figure out, hey, I need to, how can I do something different? So um, now nah, I, I love this life. You know, it's tough, you know, at times and it's, it's difficult. It's challenging. It's unreasonable, <laughs> but it, it's worth it. You know, it's one thousand percent worth it, and you know, you just hustle. You you just hustle, and you keep going. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other, no matter what. You know, and you turn the blinders on, and you turn the volume down of everything around you, and you just get to it. When you know the why for what you're doing, you can endure anyhow. Can't remember who yeah. said that. It certainly wasn't me. I didn't come up with that, yeah. but it's, it's one I remember. When yeah. you know the was, why, you can endure anyhow. I was just telling my my friend Steve that earlier. You know, I've I've been at this this. I just uh, set up a a membership at a co work space. You know, so I have like you know some office space or whatever. And um, I've been I've been going at it all day. I just been working. I just been working, working to a point where I forgot to eat. 
Like I was like, oh snap, like my, you know, I stopped for a second and I realized my stomach was, you know, just, you know, cussing me out. And so I'm like, all right, stomach, chill. We're going to get you some food. And so, um, you know, but, you know, I literally, I was telling, I was telling my friend, I said, um, my friend, that's the bro. <laughs> I was telling the bro that like, yo, it's incredible how when you have a goal, you know what I'm saying? You have something that you want to accomplish, how the task of it, um, it, it almost becomes, uh, you become numb to, to, to the process. Cause you, you, your eyes are, your face is set like flint on where you have to go. And I was just like, yo, like I'm so energized and I'm so excited, you know, uh, for what I'm doing right now, you know, between, you know, my, my business, you know, uh, you know, direct sales and, you know, what I'm doing with, you know, this digital content creation, uh, what I'm doing with, with just hoop and, and, and getting that, you know, putting some wheels on that and getting that going, uh, next month, you know, what I'm doing with best, best skills Academy and, you know, getting information to these teenagers, like, oh, I just, yeah, I'm on go. And then I have a beautiful family that when I turn that off, you know, my 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 kids are incredible. You know, my three-year-old, my six-year-old, Maya, shout out to Maya and Cammie. Um, they're, they're the light of my world. And, you know, and I have an amazing wife who, I do want to say this, right? It's important that I say this. Um, as much as I've always pushed her and I've wanted her to really like do business stuff with me and, you know, even in her reluctancy in that space, she has always been supportive of me, like 1000%. So even though she wasn't like side by side, like, you know, per se in the trenches building the business with me, she has always been my number one supporter. Like she's, she's never, um, she knows who I am, you know, and she knows who I am. She's always, um, she's never limited me. You know, this is somebody who, you know, when I wanted to go, you know, pursue a professional basketball career, like, yo, she was down with me quitting my job, with us moving into my parents' house so we didn't have to pay a rent, uh, with me working a part-time job so I could train two times a day. And um, that's that she rocked with me on that. You know, she 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 built with me. And we've been through so much together. Um, you know, and I just I I just I have so much love for her and, and who I am today is greatly um uh as a result or it, it's a result as as her patience her kindness you know because you you can have somebody who like supports you but low-key is just bitter you know what i'm saying and they're more or less tolerating you know you trying to do this or trying to do that but no like you know she finds you know excitement in it and she pushes me uh, she tells me when you know she doesn't think i'm good at something you know, I told her I wanted to try stand up comedy. She was like, ah, I just don't think you're that funny. <laughs> like she just shot straight with me. I was like, well, I mean, I think I could give it a go. I mean, try it. But um, then I was really encouraged when she heard my first podcast episode. She was like, nah, that's you. She was like, you're a natural. Like, yo, you you can do that. So when I heard that, like, I was, I'm like, I'm going gangbusters. I'm unstoppable now. Like, yo, can't nobody tell me nothing. I'm already I'm already the number one podcaster in the world. So, sorry, Jake. I, I didn't mean to put you at number two. But um, but that's a <laughs> that's the kind of confidence that, that I get, you know, from her. You know, when, when she believes in me, I'll run through a wall. So I love you, baby. I hope you're watching. She probably still watching The Bachelorette or Bachelor, whatever that show is called. I don't know. It'd be too late for your, your kids to be in bed right there. I wouldn't be watching. 
Yeah, no, the kids are knocked out. My my daughter has school in the morning. She goes to sleep at 730. And we put the the youngest one, we give her a little bit extra time because she doesn't have to get up early. So we put her to bed right behind her around like 8 o'clock, 830. Well, I'm sure they'll be able to watch this back. And I'm sure they'll be super proud of their dad. And so they should be, man. You know, I'd be, uh, I'm sure they're going to really, really enjoy watching it. And I've really enjoyed spending this time with you, Daniel. Um, just before we go, I want to ask about, just is it sorry? I'm not, not sure if I got the brand name right. Is it just hoops? Yes, just just hoop. Good, just hoop, just hoop. Tell us about that. So, all right, the the crazy story. So, my friend Steve, right, my bro, um, we've uh, so we 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 met in in tenth uh, grade in high school. I went to a new school for the first time. And we connected and we immediately bonded over basketball. Like, yo, like we love the game. We love the hoop. And so, um, you know, through the years, you know what I'm saying? Just playing ball. Like, yo, he he knows me so he, like he got to know me so well. Like when I played basketball, he would see me thinking about my moves. So like and he's laughing right now because it's, it's true. So like literally like because I would do it in my mind. I'm like, All right, I'm about to yo, go in and out behind the back crossover and I'm going to pull up for this jump shot. And then no matter what the defense did, I was doing that move. Like I just, it was like a robot kind of. And he'd be like, yo, Dan, like, yo, you thinking, just hoop. Just hoop. Like stop thinking. You th- you're thinking, stop trying to plan your moves out, react, just hoop. And so um, over the years, like, you know, that's just like, and, and we, yo, we used to go play at this one court, Pierce, Pierce Memorial Church in high school. And we used to be at each other's neck. Like, yo, we used to like, yo, be ready to fight each other, not the other team. Like, cause like here, take a bad shot and get on monitor. Like, yo, bro, you are, there's a term we, like if you jacking up shots, like, yo, you jacking right now. Stop, like, stop. And then I would be jacking. So he'd be like, yo, Dan, like, what is you, bro? What, and then we fighting each other. But every time we fought, we would just start slaughtering the other team. And so like, bro, you, you, bro, you just hoop, you showing off. So like, it's just something that, you know, we, we always would say, and it's, it's a basketball term, but you know, we just was like, yo, like I, one day I came to see, I was like, yo, I think we should like that. That could be on a t-shirt. Like, I feel like I will wear that brand, you know, cause you know, and one, that was a basketball brand, you know, you make a shot, you get fouled and one. And so that, that had a good run. So I'm like, yo, what if we did just hoop? And so, you know, we put it together back in 2015 uh, we 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 did like a, a run of some shirts in 2016, and and uh, just just hoop is like this this project that we we gonna get it right eventually. Like every every few months, we get this inspiration to try and mess with it. But right now, you know, we feel like we're actually starting to get like a rhythm. You know, we want to you know start putting out some content for it and, and really build the brand backwards. So use content to start selling the merchandise. And so um, that's our strategy. Uh, we've got an Instagram for it. It's underscore just hoop underscore you can find us on instagram and uh the store will be up soon we're working on getting that up you know where we'll have you know be able to ship all over the world so if you're in australia or the uk and you love playing ball you know the, the website will be up soon so just follow the ig and um you know more details will come plus we're, we're getting a podcast together for that and uh, we actually just came out with a crazy idea. i'm not gonna tell you what we just thought of tonight but we, we thought of something that's actually gonna be really fun uh for what we're doing in our city with high school basketball so um stay tuned for that if you're listening that that this actually could be something covid covid is really allowing us and not not covid but just the the pivots and the things have changed because of covid 
are really allowing a lot of different creativity uh, on doing some things. So we, we got some stuff up the sleeve that, you know, hopefully we can execute it and uh, have a good time with it. But um, but yeah, nah, it's the 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 anthem of the brand is just hoop, just play your game. You know, and just who could be like, I know, I know for me, basketball is it's my happy pill. You know, if and I tell my wife this literally, like if I have a bad day in business, like if I get a whole bunch of no's from customers or, or not potential customers, um, prospects, I literally, I mean, I can't play basketball right now because of my, my health uh condition for the next like three months. But like I'll literally be like, yo, I got all no's today. I need to go to the gym, I need to win something today. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I gotta get a win. Like so, something's got I'm not taking L's all day. I, I gotta get out there and who. You know what I'm saying? So basketball is like my therapy. You know, there's nothing that I love more than an empty gym. You know, just being able to be in there, shoot, you know, be alone with my thoughts. You know, maybe have a listen to an audio book, uh, listen to some music. But, um, you know, I, I love basketball. It's, it's just something that I feel like, I don't know, it'll always be a part of my life. It's a big part of my life. It's a reason why, you know, I have some of the friendships that I have is they've grown around the game. So. You know that's that's what uh, Just Hoop is all about. That's a fantastic thing. I think that can be found. You know that 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 peace, that that wind down, that relax, that release can be there, found in any sport. Can be found for me. It's white training, right? I watch white training every day, and that's for me when I'm in there. Form got the music on, maybe a podcast, maybe an audio book. Just me, my thoughts, the weights, and you just exercise all as well as exercising yourself, your body. You're exercising your mind as well and, and purging all that stuff that's come from the day, which some days, you know, man, you're a hustler, you're out here, you're an entrepreneur. Every every no takes you closer to a yes, you know that, but it doesn't stop you getting a fair amount of no's some days. <laughs> right, right. No, no's always sting. It's funny. Some people like, you know, that are around me that know I'm in sales, they think you get immune to no. You don't get immune to no. Like, you, you don't. Especially, like, I feel like my pitch is like, mwah. And so I just feel like you just kicked me in my gut. No, I, I, I feel disrespected. What do, you, what do you mean? No, tell me no. But, um, but yeah, nah, no is, nah, nah, we, we hate no. But if you get enough no's, you're going to get the yeses you need, you know, so. True. True. Knocking on, knocking on enough doors, making enough calls. One of them is going to, one of them is going to answer sooner or later and give you a yes. Absolutely. What was that Instagram tag for Just Hoop? Was it underscore Just Hoop underscore after as well? Correct. Got it. That is in the comments for everyone. And I'm going to put in the comments as well, but just for the folks who are listening back on audio, where's the best place to connect with you, Daniel, on social media? Um, on Facebook. So you can find me on Facebook. I'm easy to find there. And then uh, Instagram uh, at The Hustle Bone. Um, I'm pretty much, you know, those are two ways to get a hold of me. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty quick to respond if someone reaches out. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Before you go, one question I always ask everyone on this podcast, and I'm certainly going to ask you this question. How do you define the word hustle? And I, I know you've already kind of answered the second bit, but I'd, I'd love for you to do it again because you did it quite well the first time. Like, How do you define hustle and what drives your hunger for it? I, I think hustle um, is it's almost like that. I can't help it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just, you're not satisfied with um, just status quo, right? Because, you know, you can, you can get there or you can get there. 
You know what I mean? And so hustling is that that extra exclamation point. You know what I mean? It's it's that it, it doesn't just show that you can accomplish the job or accomplish the task, but you can do it with with uh, energetically. You can do it with excitement. You can do it with uh, with purpose. You can do it with you know, and, and and that energy is contagious. You know that that's what makes the journey uh, bearable. You know, it is having that enthusiasm. And that's what it is. Enthusiasm. That's why that's one of the first words I taught my daughter. And to this day, she anytime she hears, she go, "Daddy, enthusiasm." Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, if if I'm on a, if I'm on a journey, you know, with ten people, you know, and it, I, I want to be around ten enthusiastic people. You know, 10 people that like, hey, when something breaks down or when something doesn't go right, it's like, hey, now nah, we're going to figure this out. You know what I'm saying? And have that hope, you know, that that hope that something good is always going to come out of every situation. And so, um, yeah, I, I think hustle is it, it's, it's a lot more than just getting stuff done, but it's the attitude on how you get it done. You know, it's it's the energy that you bring to every task, because, again, you know, there's the guy who, you know, I, I don't know who kind of made up the story, but um, one guy, there was two guys that were working for um, a railroad and one showed up. And they, they asked one guy, said, you know, what are you working for? He said, I'm working for two cents an hour. And they asked the other guy, said, what are you working for? He says, I'm, I'm working to build like the greatest transportation system in the world. And it's perspective. They're both doing the same thing. They're both hustling, literally. But I want to be with the guy who has vision. You know, I want to be with the guy who, you know, again, they, they bring that energy, that excitement, that hunger to the table, because that's really when innovation happens, you know, and that's when, you know, just, I don't know, it's, it's almost like, it's like magical. You know, that's a, kind of the best way to describe it. It's just, you, you get a supernatural result, something that's more than normal. You know what I'm saying? And I think for me, like, that's something that, you know, I strive for. I think that that's, you know, uh, the DNA, like I'm a believer. And one of the passages in the Bible, it, it, like the the apostle Paul is like almost like admonishing the people because they're, he said, you're acting like mere men, like you're acting regular. And, uh, you know, so that, that really hit me. It's like, man, like, so I, being regular is kind of like, that's not the move. <laughs> you know, I, I want to be more than normal. I want to be, I want to be supernatural. I want to live a supernatural life. And so, that's like, you know, what my goals are. And, you know, I'm, I might fail a lot, but hey, I'm, I'm going to keep at it because, you know, if I don't know, somebody else did something great. Why not me? There was somebody who broke the four minute mile. Roger Bannister, matter of fact, they thought they thought your heart would explode if you did that. Now you have kids in high school that run sub four minute miles in practice. Mm -hmm. He did that. I'm not sure what year what that was. I believe it was in the 70s. I could be wrong though. There. And then within him doing it, I think 10 to 12 people did it within a few months. Yep. I think over 100 in that year. Really? Wow. And it just that just shows you, you know, the, the only limitation is the mind. The only yep. limitation is the mind. And sometimes if you are influenced by it and you live from the outside in, not the inside out, your circumstance and environment can also be a limitation upon you as well. And right. I'm sure we've all felt that somewhat in the last 12 to 18 months with how the world is. But it also just shows you that that limitation is just false and that when someone sets a new precedent, it opens so here, a plug 
and I was to do it too. Here's what's crazy, right? So this time, matter of fact, literally this time last year, I was going through a metamorphosis in my business when I was making a transition from focusing on recruiting and team building to customer acquisition, right? And so for me, I was really excited about customer acquisition because I had a better understanding of like the services I was selling because I, I, I knew them, but I didn't sell them that much because my priority was really team building and, and helping, you know, build distribution. But like, so I'm like, yo, not only do I know a lot about these services, but because of the fact that I um, I'm good face to face with people. So like, for example, like me playing basketball is like business. So I'll go to the court and, and, and as I told one of my friends this, and if you watch this and you back home, don't tell me people my secrets. But if I had someone I wanted to prospect as a customer, like I wanted to sign, let's say one of the services I sell is gas and electricity. If I wanted to have a conversation with them about it and I knew I, I, like, okay, they're a homeowner, but I want to talk to them. I would, um, I would pass them the ball a lot during the game. Like I would go out of my way to make sure that they got a lot of shots during the game. So then once they, after the game, when I go to talk to them, they're like, I like you because you give me the ball. And for those that know me, you know, I really don't give up the ball that much to begin with. <laughs> uh, this is a huge deal. So I was really excited about this strategy because I knew I could get a lot of customers because I could just go around and talk to people face to face and, you know, whatever. But when everything shut down on March 13th or 14th last year, like I was kind of like, yo, what am I going to do? Like, I, I, how am I going to go? How, where am I going to get customers from? Because I'm a face to face guy. And mm -hmm. it forced me to hit the phone. Like, I developed my own script. And, you know, I, it's funny, like, you know, you, you, you know, sales, you, you got to qualify people. So, you know, I will call people up and say, hey, you know, I just wanted to check in. How's everything? Well, I would tell them, hey, I wanted to talk to you about my business or whatever. But, I'll, you know, first thing is just small talk. Hey, how's everything going with you? You know, I know it's crazy right now. How's your family? You know, how's everything going with your job? Are you essential? Like, you know, oh, well, they would tell me, oh, no, I'm, I'm essential. Or I'm working from home. Company's good or whatever. And, you know, I'm qualifying them because obviously I'm not going to ask them to, you know, switch a utility if, you know, they're trying to figure out how to pay bills, you know. And, and so I developed a process and, you know, I was able to, you know, just keep getting customers, you know. And, you know, although I really I prefer the phone over text when I'm doing business, but I still really don't like to be on the phone that much. If that makes sense. Yeah. But um, not just. Yeah. Sorry. Just to made, you said what? I said, sorry to go across you. You're a people's person, right? And that means, yeah. If I get you face to face, I'm probably selling you something. And not because I'm a con artist, you know, but because <laughs> I'm just really good at, you yeah. know, doing what I do. Yeah, that's good. Nothing better than doing what you love, loving what you do, and being good at it as well. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Yeah. Every day. We're getting towards the end of the hour and we're going to have to wrap it up. Otherwise, I could talk to you. I reckon we'll do a part two, man. I'd, I'd, well, I'd love to well, have I'm you. Have, I'm going to have you on the hustle bone. So we're going to hear your story. So, you know, I'm going to return sure. the favor. Well, we'll get to talk to you on the hustle bone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll make that happen. But either way, outside of podcast, yo, let, Jake, let's definitely stay in touch. I mean, I got you on Facebook, you know, Instagram and all of that. Like, hey, it, the world is small. We, we got airplanes, you know, so it, it's yeah. nothing. So when we're ready to go to Australia, you know what I'm saying? I already, you know, I got a mate down there, right? 
You got a mate, you got a mate, and I've got a brother over there now for sure. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll make it happen. Absolutely. Folks, thank you all for listening, whatever platform you're listening on. This show is nothing without its listeners, and I really appreciate you all. So please subscribe, give it a review, share it with your friends, family, and peers so they can enjoy it too. Stay hungry, stay healthy, stay happy, and keep hustling, folks. Thank you very much. Until next time. Thank you, Daniel. That was great.